Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, where we share knowledge, philosophies, wisdom, and insight to help you on your journey in both sport and life. Introducing your host, Rob Riles. Hello and welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast. Welcome along. It's Rob Riles welcoming you to another program. Now, if you're one of our regular listeners, a real warm welcome back. And uh, we've got something that I'm really, really looking forward to sharing today. If you're listening to the podcast for the first time, well, welcome along. We have hundreds of other episodes that you can dive into. And uh, this has been an evolving work. It's about leadership. It's about life. It's about management and coaching and it has a real strong immersion in the beautiful game. But as we always say, the universal lessons are there for all aspects of life. So welcome along and use leader, manager, coach for whatever it is that helps you on your own journey. So what are we... What are we talking about today? Well, I feel quite emotional talking about this because I'm talking about something that has had a real a real level of meaning through quite a lot of my life. And um, there are so many lessons in this particular thing that I want to talk about. I couldn't wait to share it. And it's taken a long time to, to come to fruition, really, to, to be at this point. But what I'm talking about is a book. Now, I often talk about books because I love reading. And I can't imagine a life without reading. So the blessing that, that knowledge and wisdom and other people's thoughts have is just almost inexplicable, really. And it, it, it does blow my mind to think how do people manage without but we're all different aren't we we're all on our own journeys the book I want to talk about is aptly titled Born to Run and if Born to Run the, the three words Born to Run don't bring immediately to mind two other words the name of a great American rock idol Bruce Springsteen then you know that's fine but Born to Run is the autobiography of Bruce Springsteen. Now, what, you may ask, has an autobiography written by a rock star got to do with football management? Well, if you read the book, I believe you will find out that it has so much to do with it. Now, just as a little bit of a backstory, I was introduced to, to Bruce, as many, many people were, in the mid-1980s when he hit another level of success, and which rocketed him to almost world stardom, really, with his Born in the USA album. And um, my love for Springsteen and his work as gone on since then 
and for anybody who doesn't know Bruce or his work he tells stories real life stories which for me and I've often tried to work out why I like him so much because you know rock and roll is a it's just an aspect it's not something that you know I particularly would say I'm a fan of but there's something about Springsteen that, that, that's unique and special and he tries to describe that in his book and there are so many lessons in this beautiful volume you know I, I implore you to read it um, but, but let's just go into this and because it's full of magic it's hard to know where to start but one thing that you know that, that, that comes out of this out of his book is that life is hard lesson number one life is hard and we've talked about that from the stoic philosophy and it's not this is not a negative statement it's just the truth because us as vulnerable emotional human beings trying to find our way in the world whether that's setting our leadership goals managing a football team becoming the greatest coach ever the greatest player the business leader the family person the great man or woman that we want to be it is going to be hard and Bruce's autobiography is absolutely brutal he shares a rawness he, he, he pulls no punches it's brutally honest he lays bare what it takes and what he's had to and is still going through as a person on his own unique personal journey and there's another lesson nobody can be another Bruce Springsteen because he is so unique that, that you know you, you, you cannot become another one of him and that that is another lesson in itself Bruce's story is littered with battle and he starts off by describing his life and early years which were dogged and demonized by his relationship with his dad and as a child and as a young man he didn't know why it was so difficult but only in later years when he beautifully was able to rebuild a bridge to his dad and that relationship and go through some things himself and analyze and look back and understand was he able to love and forgive and, and understand why his life as a youngster was often so difficult and his relationship with his dad and the mental illness that his dad suffered that had such consequences for him and his family and his mum became so apparent 
And here's another lesson. There's no excuses. You know, it's easy to look back and say, I didn't do this, I didn't do that, I couldn't do this, I couldn't do that, because. And yes, they are valid reasons, if you allow them to be. But the world is full of stories with people who had to overcome. Nobody's gonna have a perfect set of circumstances to allow you to be successful, whatever that is. We all have our own journey, so we cannot compare. But Bruce's life was this kind of balance between the beautiful, soft, all-encompassing, all-allowing uh, love of his mother and the feminine side of his family and his sister and his aunties and his grandmother all at the time balanced seesawed with this constant uh, pulsing darkness that, that was his dad that Bruce had to had to deal with and his lesson in that is look you just got to get through it anyway and, and you might not be able to work it out as a young person or at the time but give it time it will come out in the wash and you know Bruce suffered with demons himself and, and, and one of the things he talks about is look we will fight the battles we will have battles and we will deal with them but they often keep coming back maybe not in the same form maybe not as acute but they are not always gone and that is a great lesson in the fact that look we can't always just take our feet completely off the pedal if we if we lose our discipline if we if we you know think that we've made it and we think we've got it all boxed off then that's when the other side of things starts to creep in and, and Bruce talks about that all, all the time he talks about the demon of perfection whereby he lived this life of wanting to be this musician and yet while all the bands and other musicians were out there doing gigs and creating records and, and putting LPs together as they used to call them in you know in the 60s and 70s he would be working mercilessly away on one song for months on end because he had to get it right and he was criticised all over the place and, and beaten up emotionally and verbally and you know he had to deal with that and yet his answer was look this is my way this is our way I have to do it like this I have to do it the hard way because I have to because it's my way and that is such a deep understanding of oneself and one's own journey that it transcends all the advice and all the opinions of others who say this is the way to do it 
Okay, and it's not about ignoring, it's not about burying your head in the sand. It's being open, but at the end of the day, still deciding that this has to be the way if that's the truth. Because it's only going through that process that made him who he was. Because without going through that process, he wouldn't be who he was. And it's the same for you and I and everybody else. If we do not go through the process, we do not go through the forge, we are not forged into the steel, we will not become that diamond unless we're put under that pressure. Coal only becomes a diamond when it's pressurized for a long period of time. There is not a shortcut to being a diamond. And that is what Bruce was talking about when he said, I had to do this. And he talks about the fact that he just wanted to be, yes, he wanted to be this rock star. He was overtaken as a young man by what he heard on the radio and the Rolling Stones and the Beatles. And he was obsessed and with, with a guitar and music and playing and, and so much so that he refused to do anything else. And the lesson is, you have to be that single-minded. Now, detours are okay. Bruce talks about detours. He talks about many detours on his life, but he never, ever, ever gave up his dream. And to those who think that, you know, it, 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 it's all about being uh, successful quickly and, and making a record and being wealthy well in the book it tells you that not until until many 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 years after he had made a number of LPs and, and, and had toured and had been through the fire and had been in studios and had relationships break down and built bands and lost them and tried again and built another one until he came to the East Street Band and forged it together did he really start to become what you call successful financially, getting out of the red into the black. It was a long, long time. And for Bruce, it certainly was never, ever, ever about the money. He talks brutally about the time when he actually, for the first time in his life, had money in the bank from his music success. And he struggled he struggled to go out and buy himself a half decent car because he wasn't used to spending the money. And he had to deal with those kind of demons as well. And in terms of becoming successful in the way that the world thinks we become successful, he tells us another great lesson in his book. And he says, you never ever know when success will really come. You know, Born in the USA was, was written fairly quickly in comparison to his other records. It's obviously been his biggest, you know, most famous record. That's what he's known for, with the iconic cover and all the rest of it that goes with it. But, and it, that skyrocketed him and his band to another level he wasn't to know that that would be it. It, it kind of gets a life of its own. 
And that is often what happens with success. Right time, right place, all the conditions come together and bam, it's impossible to stop it. And you know, to, to find out about the man himself, there was a time when he started to become successful and he was getting well known and there were posters up about him and his band and he was distraught by it because he didn't want the limelight. He just wanted to play his music and tell his stories and express and communicate what was important to him. That is what he was doing. And all the glory and adulation, the posters, the write-ups, the, the magazine articles, the front pages, the covers, it drove him mad and he went around trying to rip posters down and all the rest of it until he had to realize that that was a byproduct that came with doing what he was doing. And I think the mistake, the lesson in there and the mistake that's so easy to make is that you chase the glory. So you chase that glory, you chase the magazine covers, you chase the photography, you chase the being put on a pedestal and on the stage. That is the false idol. And Springsteen and Bruce recognized that. And he, yes, he had to deal with it, but you know, make sure you're not chasing the wrong idol. The reality of reading Bruce's autobiography is that he has spent his life doing what he had to do. He has evolved as a person and as a man as a musician. And so will you in your life. You will not stay the same. You cannot stay the same. It's not healthy to stay the same. We all, we're born and we develop, we go through childhood and adolescence and adulthood and, and different phases of our life. And we have to let go of things and we have to evolve. And that's another lesson. He spent his life telling stories, the stories that were important to him at the time. And, you know, I'm not going to go into all the details about him because it's not about turning you into a Springsteen fan. It's just the lessons. He, he, he tells stories and uses all the energy he's got and all the drive he's got and everything that that is comes natural and easy to him his work ethic his amazing work ethic to bring what he wants to bring whether or not he he thinks the world will like it yes he of course he wanted to entertain yes he wanted stages and to impact as many people as possible but it what was more important to him that he was doing what he needed to do what he wanted to do what was important to him so singing somebody else's song somebody else's lyrics somebody else's tune a hip-hop tune that would become number one in the charts and be a one-hit wonder was as far away from Bruce Springsteen as you could imagine he was in it for the long game you know and he said that look it's my way i'm doing it my way i don't care how long it takes i'm going this road i'm doing it this is the way period and that is how he built his life and the lesson in that is look do it your way 
as Frank Sinatra said, do it my way, your way. There's only one voice to listen to, and that is what Bruce Springsteen was saying. I've got a work ethic, he said. Give me a shovel and I'll dig all the way down to China. It's not always positive. It's not always the right thing and the healthy thing to do, but it's me and I can do it. And yes, his life's been built on three and a half, four hour stage epics, giving his fans and his, his, his people whatever they wanted. And if, if he didn't do that, he wouldn't be him. So be yourself. He understood the battles, the internal battles of leadership and yet creating great people around you. He tried and built bands that didn't work and didn't last and eventually he came in the book it tells you how to the, to the E Street Band. And he had these enormous leadership battles within himself. How do I lead these people? It had to be Bruce's way. He had to be the leader. He couldn't have it any other way. But he learned to love the great people in his band so much so that they are almost the, the, the pillars that his success was built on. Particularly, you know, that there's, there's probably a few to mention. And, you know, there are a few people in his band, Clarence and... And, and Steve and you know some of the others that, that I feel bad leaving out but, but his relationship with them as much as they had their own problems their own challenges their own personalities how difficult they were to deal with but he learned to do that and he learned to help them and love them and be friends for th three, four decades and fall in love and fall out of love but still maintain those relationships and the lesson in there is look you cannot do it on your own you can do it your way but you cannot do it all on your own you know he needed producers he needed promoters he needed saxophonists and drummers and, and everything that goes along with it and stagehands and all the rest of it and the more successful you become, the more people you probably need. I don't know. But he, he had those battles of having to have the control, but then also having to let go. Because in your, in your life and my life, we will have to learn to let go. And one of the keys to success is having great people around you still maintaining your own identity. It's a magical combination and a magical existence. And he talks about it where, you know, this one plus one equals three. It's that two cart horses together can pull five times as much as one cart horse on their own. That's the other lesson. He talks about the demons again in, in the false idols and he says he, there are so many quotes in the book life always trumps art look you can be everything or nothing in a monkey suit 
when the lights go down, when the show ends, when the fans have gone home, the music stopped, who are you? And he openly talks about how after having 24 hours sleep, a couple of days rest, that is when the demons would start. And he would start questioning, who am I? Why am I here? Why do I feel like this? Where's this anxiety coming from? And he openly admits that he had to face his demons. He used his music, his work, and his touring as a way to run away and escape. And all this is going on while he's creating this amazing legacy of music and writing about what was important to him at the time. He didn't write what would sell. He wrote what he needed to write about. What's the lesson? Don't write for the market, write for you. Don't play for the market, play for you. Don't lead because you think that's what they want. Do what is right and the rest will fall into place. Because the only person you have to answer to is yourself. And linked to, to dealing with his own demons, Bruce talks about paying the price. Look, you have to pay the price. If you're gonna be a world-class musician, you're gonna have to pay the price. The hours, the hours, the hours, the hours, the hours, the hours, the practice, the practice, the practice, the practice. The same as a player, the same as a leader, the same as a manager. You have to go through the fire. You have to forge yourself. Coming back to the black side, you will pay the price. Ultimately, he had to pay the price of finding peace within himself in order to settle down, have a family, allow himself to be loved, allow himself to sit and be at peace with himself. Now, I don't know how great this challenge is. I don't know how all pervading this is in my life, your life, but it's certainly rears its head in my life that you have to be able to sit down and sit and be at peace with yourself. Allow yourself to be loved and not do anything in order to, that when you do do something, you are happy. Because ultimately, you cannot run forever. You cannot tour forever. You cannot play music forever. You cannot play football forever. You cannot manage forever. At some point, you will have to meet your reckoning. Sit down face to face, look at yourself in the mirror, be with yourself, close your eyes, sit for 20 minutes, 24 hours, two weeks, whatever it is. Look at your loved one in the eye, share words, open your heart, cry until you've no more tears, laugh until you cannot laugh anymore, but be yourself. And that 
is what Bruce had to do and did and intertwined with all this amazing work that he did. He almost used his work as a way of answering questions, of finding out about life. That's why he evolved. He tried to answer questions and communicate in his music. You can do that in your playing, in your work, in your writing, in your skill, in whatever it is you do. He says he was searching for truth. You know, he was, he was, he was, he calls himself an odyssey, seeking for answers to complicated questions. And that is what he was doing. And these lessons are just intertwined in this, in this amazing, brutal story. And there's about half a dozen quotes and key, key, key lessons that, that have come out and stood out from this book that are so beautiful that we've already touched on. And I'll just touch on them again. In, in a way of just trying to round it off. The first one is look, refuse to give up on your dream. If it's there, let it have its way. There's only really you that you have to answer to once you've reckoned yourself with everybody else in your life. It still comes back to you in your choice. You will come up against challenges and people who will tell you you are going the wrong way. And listen to them, but ultimately travel your path, your way, because you are the one that has to answer at the end of the day. Don't bury your head, but it's your way, your life, your truth, period. Nobody else's. You will come to situations where you are tempted and it feels like you are trying to hold the world up and you doubt yourself and you're not sure and everything is telling you to go one way. But as Bruce says, the only thing I wasn't prepared to lose was myself. I was prepared to lose everything except me. And that is what kept him on his authentic path. Because that was the only thing that mattered to him. We've already talked about not running away and not chasing that idol that's nothing dressed up in a monkey suit. 
it's fluff, it's a husk, it's the limelight, it's cheap, and it will pass. You need a solid foundation. A solid foundation of love, of relationships, of truth. Never ever forget that you will pay a price. We have to pay a price. A price will have to be paid. Live now, face it now, and pay the price. And remember the challenges of life and some of the final words in Bruce's book are beautiful. And he says in a kind of way, look, the devil is only a day away. Always. The devil is only always a day away. We never know. But go and tell your story. Leader, manager, coach. Bruce Springsteen, born to run. Go and tell your story. Thanks for listening. Catch you later.